college basketball fans rejoice as March Madness succumbs us for a glorious two and a half weeks. But this isn't a sports podcast, this is a podcast about anime. And today we are here to incorporate the fun of making brackets, picking winners, and debating some of the best anime has to offer. On today's episode, myself, Pat, Cat, Jay, and Rifle will be choosing from 32 arcs from anime that have that after intense research, I feel represent a good portion of what people view as the best arcs in anime. Some popular arcs such as the Shonen uh, Shogun assassination arc from Gintama was left off because none of us have watched it. For criteria, we are basing the material off of the anime mostly. However, if the anime affected the manga or light novels in a sense, that is fair game for determining a winner. Other criteria for picking a winner will be personal enjoyment, impact, physical aspects of the show, and anything else we feel is a justified reason. For those of us who haven't seen every arc, we will do our best to pick a winner based off of what we know or what we've or what our other co-hosts have pursued, persuaded us. Each show is limited to two arcs per show. Gentlemen, I think we got the mumbo jumbo out of the way. Let's view today's brackets. Our 32 arcs are broken into four separate brackets. On today's episode, we will be doing the bracket reveal and the first two rounds, leaving our Elite Eight episode in a few weeks. Let's check out our first bracket. In the Hidden Leaf bracket, our number one seed goes to the Pain Arc from Naruto. They'll be going up against our number eight seed, the Rating Game from High School DXD. Number four seed, the Frieza Saga, will be going up against the War Arc from Vinland Saga. Number three, we have York New from Hunter Hunter going up against the Crimson Village from Konosuba. And our seven two seed, our number seven seed is the XY Champions League from Pokemon going up against the Promised Day from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. That is our first bracket. Moving on to our second bracket, we have the Pallet Town bracket. Our number one seed goes to the Chimera Ant Arc from Hunter Hunter. Going up against the number 8 seed, the Hitagi Crab from the Monogatari series. Our number 4 seed, the Jailbreak arc from The Promised Neverland, will be going up against our number 5 seed, Enos Lobby from One Piece. Our number 3 seed, Zero's Requiem from Code Geass, will be going up against the Chunin Exams from Naruto. Our number 7 seed, the Final Assassination from Assassination Classroom. We'll be going up against the Cell Saga from Dragon Ball Z. Our third bracket, the Grand Line bracket. Our number one seed goes to Marine Ford from One Piece. Our eight seed, the Golden Age arc from Berserk 97. Our fourth seed, we have Shiro Torizawa versus Karasuno from Haikyuu going up against Dio's World from Stardust Crusaders. Our third seed returned to Shin, I'm gonna pronounce it so wrong. Return to Shi Gon Shina from Attack on Titan. Going up against the Everlasting Contract from ReZero Season 2. Number 17 is the Bunny Girl Senpai arc, aka the My Arc from Bunny Girl Senpai. Going up against Soul Society from Bleach. And in our last bracket, we have the Demon World bracket, represented by its number one seed, the Dark Tournament from Yu Yu Hakusho. Going up against the 8th seed, The Stone Wars from Dr. Stone. Our 4th seed is The Disappearance from Haruhi Suzumiya. Going up against the Naga Gumo Mountain from Demon Slayer. Our 3rd seed is the L Arc from Death Note. Going up against Einkrad from SAO. 
Our seventh seed goes to Battle City from Yu-Gi-Oh! Going up against the number two seed, the Kyoto Arc from Roroni Kenshin. Gentlemen, these are our 32 arcs. We will be starting in the Hidden Leaf Bracket. We'll do the first two rounds of each bracket, and we will determine our winners. Um, first of all, I want to get your thoughts on any of the brackets, any surprises, any misses that you thought. Otherwise, we can jump right into it. So, uh, does anybody have any thoughts on the bracket itself? Hmm. I think the tuning exam, while a good um, representation of Naruto, is one of the weaker arcs in the original Naruto. I think that really? the Land of Waves or even the Sasuke Retrieval arc would have been, specifically the Sasuke Retrieval arc, honestly, would have been better picks. Uh, so Land, Land of Waves, is that the, uh, the Zabuza That's, arc? That's uh, Zabuza and Haku, That's, yeah. yeah. So I, I referenced that right before you got here when we were just doing a little pre-show talk. Um, I was like, hey, that that's the arc that I, I like I would have loved to have had on as well, but I think yeah, like the tuning exam, the reason it's on here, I'm kind of surprised. I was going to comment that I'm surprised it's a six seed because I thought it would be a little higher. I get that it's the second arc from the show, right? But um, I I don't know that that arc is like defined a lot of people's childhoods. I feel like you know, so I think that that's, that's probably why. Um, and it definitely has a lot of peak moments like Gara versus uh, Gara versus Rockley stuff like that. Um. I don't know. I, I definitely see where you're coming from, though. I, I agree that uh, Land of the Waves, oh, that would have been such a good arc. It, to it's tough on. when you have to narrow long-running shonen into two For sure. specific arcs. For I sure. think I think we all agree on Pain. At least that was the consensus from the Discord. And then the second one was kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. But I definitely, I feel like I heard more discussion about, like, shonen exams that it was kind of the deciding factor of why it was the second arc chosen. Because, like, the impact right. in the community, like, discussion and stuff like that is definitely a reason for selecting the arcs. Cat or Rifle, did you have any thoughts on the bracket? Uh, personally, I think that, uh, so I understand why Frieza, well, the Frieza saga from Dragon Ball Z is up there. Uh, it's the, like, it's referenced in, like, most Dragon Ball games. Uh, it's, like, either the first, the first thing that you get started with or the second one. And, uh, like, it's iconic, but I don't think it's necessarily the best. Uh, and I, I would rather see, like, maybe, I don't know, probably either the first, like, the first first arc uh, with Raditz uh, from Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I forget mm. the actual name of the arc, but uh, I... I grew up with that one, and I, mm. I, it's very close to my heart. But maybe, maybe that's just personal bias. Dragon Ball is another uh, tough one because I think I would have preferred Tournament of Power, at least to me. Um, but that's just mine. What's up, Jay? I might respectfully disagree with Cat. I do like the other ones. I personally like the other arcs in Dragon Ball more, but I think that Frieza Saga could even be higher rated, perhaps because it is maybe the most iconic arc in all of Shonen. It has the most iconic transformation, transformations in all of Shonen. It it needs to be respected. And I think that it's honestly going to be really tough for me because Vinland Saga is like my personal favorite thing of all time. 
but I have to give respect to the Frieza saga for the reasons I mentioned. Yes. Well, well, I mean, just to just to respond, uh, I'm not saying that it's not good. Like I I enjoy the Frieza saga. I grew up with the Frieza saga too. Um, I like maybe it's just my personal taste, but like mm-hmm. I understand Frieza's mm-hmm. like wildly. Yeah, for sure. Rifle, um, did you have any thoughts before we jump into this? Oh, no, man, I'm good. All right, cool. So let's get to our first bracket, the Hidden Leaf bracket. We have Pain, the Pain arc from Hunter x Hunter going up against the rating game. And I know people are thinking the rating game. I thought that Etchy should be included once um, for a genre. Did I expect this to win? No, but I think the representation matters. Um haven't seen Naruto, but however, I understand how big of a deal the pain arc is. I see the memes everywhere, and I see people cosplaying as pain every time I go to a con. For me, I'm going to select pain as my winner. Uh, Kat, what is your thoughts and your Uh, So pain is honestly one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite Naruto arcs because of the amount of like rage and the twists that come in like it 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 really starts to like lay some of the some of the groundwork for uh for like the later arc which is the uh the second great ninja war or whatever great ninja war it was um the it also has one of the best and worst scenes in anime of all time with the pain fight uh, with Naruto. Just terrible and great, like, fluid animations uh, throughout. So it's very, it's very fun to me. Uh, and honestly, I, I want to, I'd like to talk about DXD, but I don't know uh, DXD that much. And also, I also know the content of DXD, so I'm like by default just gonna have to go with Pain. All right, sounds good. Jay, your your pick. Uh, I'm gonna have to echo everyone else here and go with Pain as well. I mean, it's just iconic. Pain is Pain and the Akatsuki by association are just iconic Naruto villains and shonen villains in general. Uh, I think that they are kind of like the bar as far as like a villain organization in a shonen goes. So, really, kind of speaks for itself that their invasion of Konoha is such an iconic arc in uh, so many people's eyes. Even if I don't necessarily like uh, how it ended with you know everybody getting like revived and whatnot, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Naruto be inspiring people. Sure. You you, you kind of have to do that too when you kill literally everyone. Too. Very that's right? that's a fact. Like, that's a fact. You kind of killed like half of the population of Kanoa. You can't really oh, just boy. walk That's the, true. Yeah, it's You're himself into a bit of a corner there. <laughs> Pat Pat your uh your pick? Oh god, you know, this is so 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 difficult, you know, when uh when you've got seventy two volumes of Naruto behind you and uh God DXD, yeah, you've watched that show before. I, have. Uh, I see that <laughs> I, I see that Pain is uh is already uh has already won on the bracket, uh on, on screen actually. But uh you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise everyone here and I'm gonna vote for the pain arc as well. Nice. All right. Nice. And ri- rifle might actually choose the Ray game. Rifle, your thoughts on these collections. I honestly 
I know quite a few bit about them, surprisingly, yeah. Pain Arc was definitely a surprising arc for many people. This was uh, an arc where Konoha, the home of every young ninja, was decimated uh, completely. This was also the moment where we got to see tons of death from many characters. We also saw Kakashi meet his father in the afterlife. Great transformation of Naruto, summoning Toad, uh, all his abilities, talk no jutsu coming involved. The only downside to all thing would be the reviving everyone, but if Dragon Ball can do it, so can Naruto. <laughs> it was the first time we see Sage Fair. form actually being applied to, I'm pretty sure, from Naruto. It's like the he, he comes in and is immediately, yeah, Sage form. It's like, okay, this is his new um, final form, so to speak, I guess. Uh, for and lack of better terms. Rating game, we have Issei and his croonies battling against Riser Phoenix, all for the hand of his beloved president, Ryas Grimory. Great chess battle, all the movement of the pieces, all the booba flying around. <laughs> Issei going full Super Saiyan mode. It's just incredible. Sadly, it ended with him out of commission, and Riyadh's forfeiting for his injuries. Yep. So, honestly, I gotta represent, even though I love the Naruto arc, I gotta represent the rating game. Alright, alright. So, in a 4-1 to victory, however, the paid arc defeats the rating game from High School DxD. I'm glad we got one. I I I appreciate the representation. Uh, (laughs) Thank you for that rifle. Uh, the next matchup, our four and five C, we have the Frieza Saga going up against the War Arc from Vinland Saga, which is episodes one through twenty-four, essentially season one of Vinland Saga. Uh, really tough for me because I think this one goes to what's more iconic versus what is the actual better arc. I think that I mean Frieza Saga spawned it's over nine thousand, which is probably the biggest anime meme of all time. It has. That was the, the Saiyan arc, actually. Is it? Oh, was you're it? right. Yeah, that was the Saiyan arc. My yeah. bad. That actually that negatively affects the Frieza saga for me. That um, it's been a minute it's since for I've the seen sake of clarity. Ball Z. Um, however, in the introduction to Frieza, who is a legendary just villain, and then I guess throughout Dragon Ball's entirety, I don't know if he's a villain anymore, just because of the storylines, how it works out. The Villain Saga War arc, I gave Villain Saga season one a ten. I think it's absolutely incredible. It's an incredible show, just with how it, the storytelling throughout the was it like the 1200s or something like that and that area of Europe was just a great storytelling I think I'm about to give it to the war arc I thoroughly enjoyed season 1 of Villain Saga I think it's one of the best sign in ever created and I think the anime matches what what's the legacy of what the manga does so my vote goes to the war arc cat uh I so I'm going to do I would actually like to hear what um, what Jay has to say beforehand because I I've seen the Frieza saga, okay, but I haven't seen the War Arc, and since he is more like versed in Vinland Saga, and you've already given your opinion on it, uh, I I want to hear what he has to say. All right, Jay. Oh well, I'm flattered that you take my opinion so highly, Cat. Um, I like I said, this is tough. Because 
the Frieza saga is just iconic. Like, you get Vegeta working with... You get the start of Vegeta's Sundare turn, more or less, with him working with Goku, Gohan, and uh, Trunks. You get the tra first transformations in the series that aren't people <laughs> turning into monkeys and whatnot. And uh, it's just... It's iconic, but on the other hand, Vinland Saga Season 1 is, like, some of the best anime that has ever been created. And some of the best manga that's ever been created, too. Not that that should affect this. But just, like, the character arc of Thorfinn going from, like, a child to this hardened assassin and warrior is incredible. And I will say... That's not even, like, a tenth of his character development he goes through. And just... The philosophy in it of theology and war and just everything, like, um, fatherhood and, be like, just legacy and everything. It, it goes to deep places, and honestly, I would say Vinland Saga is something that could transcend anime, like... It is a powerful message that it wouldn't be out of place in, like, high cinema if it was adapted to something like that. Agreed. So, I gotta I gotta go with the war arc. Despite how iconic Frieza Saga is, the war arc is just insane. Okay. Like, it's a 10. Yes, I agree. Alright, Kat, did that, did that influence your vote at all? Actually, hold... No, no, go for it. Go, go for it. Go for it. Alright, so, I... I think it's just because of the way that the tournament is uh, is structured, uh, with us only being able to talk a little bit about it. Um, I, I I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Frieza with the Frieza saga because of the uh, first of all you have the first appearance of Super Saiyan, and then you have uh, then you have Frieza at full power, and of course. Krillin getting killed. Spoilers, by the way. Damn. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't already seen the Prison Saga or <laughs> the played show came out the nineties, bro. Come on. <laughs> but like this show is such a, it's so iconic with the way that it, with the way that it is. Uh, so again, I'm just gonna have to go with the uh, with the Prison Saga. Okay, sounds good, Pat. Yeah. Uh... I haven't sat down and watched either of these, but um, I don't know, it's tough, because I feel like I would probably enjoy watching Vinland Saga War arc I think more. you'd really like it. Because it's, you mm -hmm. know, it's a little bit of historical, a little bit of, um, it just, just everything I like in a good story. But uh, like Kat's saying, the, uh, the iconic parts of the Frieza Saga are kind of hard to ignore, you know, like... Um, this is the one I think we talked about before the show. This is the one where the over nine thousand meme comes from, right? Um, no, I was wrong. You were wrong. Okay, yeah. um, that's, that's a, from the Saiyan saga. Yeah, it's not surprising that uh, like Pete Swan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, wow. uh, a bitch, Pat. <laughs> uh, but no. So, e e all right. Well, that didn't come from it, but we did just say though that the first Super Saiyan appears right in the Frieza, and obviously Frieza himself is in it. That's a pretty iconic Go Goku character, Mewtwo looking ass. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he he's pretty he iconic a. Goku character. <laughs> Is that what I just said? Yeah, yeah, that's well, hilarious though. Well, that that that's I, 
it's true though. I, <laughs> like, no, there you're you go. Right. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's true. So um, yeah. Uh, to keep things spicy, I'll go with the the Frieza saga. Okay, too, cool. I, I don't really have a horse in this race, but I when I think of like iconic arcs in anime, or I think of stuff, especially in a tournament like this, I think kind of have to throw this one in there. I, hey, you know, in like actual like college basketball, the four or five seeds are very evenly matched, and you know, it's coming down to a tiebreaker rifle. You're the deciding vote. Yeah, honestly, only one I've seen has endorphin uh, Midland Saga. I did look into a little bit of Frieza Saga, and I do agree it is quite iconic. You have the main antagonist, Frieza, who is probably the most, uh, I want to say, brutal antagonist out there. Uh, killing, revealing to Vegeta how he killed his father, stole everything, decimated plenty of planets, tons of transformations on his end. We also see Vegeta, like was said, beginning to worm his way to the good side a little. Uh, it's just iconic overall. But for me, the war is what I like better. I like the historicalness of the Vikings. I like Dorfin's development as a character. And it has one of the most well-written characters, which would be Askeladd. Yes. So I go for the war. Shocked I didn't mention him, honestly. Yeah, he's it. my second favorite anime character of all time. I thoroughly enjoy Osquad. So in a 3-2 upset, the war art, the war arc from Vinland Saga upsets the Frieza Saga in our second our second matchup. Gentlemen, we're moving on to our next matchup. We have York New from Hunter Hunter going up against the Crimson Village, which would be the Konosuba movie. For anime terms, for me, this one is insanely tough. Um, Konosuba is my number three anime of all time, and Hunter x Hunter is my number seven anime of all time. So it comes down to me of two of my all-time favorites and two of their best arcs. I think a lot of people enjoy York New as their favorite arc of all time. Or sorry, their favorite Hunter x Hunter arc. And to me, it's my third favorite. And then we have the Crimson Village from Konosuba, which is my favorite arc from Konosuba. So maybe a hot take, but my pick goes to the Crimson Village from Konosuba. At so, uh, much like Pete mentioned in his uh, in his remarks, uh, York New is very iconic because it's like when Hunter Hunter, in my opinion, really starts getting getting started uh now versus crimson village on the other hand that the movie is amazing and it's also one of like it's got some of the strongest pieces of uh of kanasuba inside of it uh so the thing the thing that's really influencing me uh right now is uh it's harder to make somebody laugh than it is to make somebody engrossed in the story. And the fact that York New is able to engross you in the story is really good. But the fact that Kanasuba is not only able to engross you in a story, but make you laugh your ass off throughout makes it even better. So my point is also going to go to Crimson Village. Oh, let's go. Okay, Jay, you're up. 
Uh, fighting a losing battle here because Pat is going to vote for Konosuba as well. You don't know that. Pick. I know. Um, I know that for a fact. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Crimson Villain. There, you know, Konosuba's cool and all, but Hunter Hunter does have one. Like, well, it's got two things that uh, Konosuba doesn't have. One being Hisoka, of course, and the other being Karapika, who is, uh, who, you know, he just kind of says, shush out of the way, Gon. I'm the main character now. (laughs) This is my story for a bit. Which, he swooses right in in a legendary way. If you haven't seen 1999 Hunter Hunter York New, you're missing out on culture. The shit oozes atmosphere. The... OST is incredible. The backgrounds are insane. You've got fucking iconic fights galore between like uh, Karapika and Uvogin, where Karapika had to stop at the store and bring a shovel to the fight because he knew he was going to murder that motherfucker. And uh, also Silva and Zeno versus Krollo, which is incredible. Just an incredible fucking fight. Uh, while I do agree Konosuba's great, I got to show respect to the real OG. York New is just insanely good. Insanely good. Okay. Uh, how about we save the spice? We'll have Rifle go next, and just to see what his uh, what his thoughts are. Yeah, these are. This was a quite tough one for me. Like it was say Crimson Village. I felt was just. I laughed my butt off to this whole movie. A lot of revelations were revealed, such as. Megumin's village being experiments, technically. Uh, (laughs) The power of friendship did not prevail in this one. Uh, For the, what was it, the Chimera Beast person. Versus Yorknu, which, as it was stated, Karapika becomes a very focused character. Uh, We also get introduced to stuff such as vows and limitations to the power system. We also have some heated moments, like Krolo, Hisoka's in it, and all that. I think I'll have to side with Jay on this one okay. and go with York New. Right on. 2-2 two, two vote. Pat, you're the deciding vote. What are, what are you choosing, sir? Man. Um, I So I'm doing my best to keep personal bias out, except for one show. Uh, we'll get there eventually. Um, but uh I, I i will try my best to keep personal bias out uh in most of these but i i, I don't know man i'm just so indifferent about hunter hunter and i and honestly too when people talk about hunter hunter i have never heard is going someone... to kill you guys i just need you to know that he's going to he's going to come to your house and and find you <laughs> okay well i have never i, I have heard so many people or seen the name mentioned so many times, the Chimera Ant arc. I've seen it mentioned constantly. When people bring up Hunter Hunter, they talk about that arc. I've never heard people talk about York New, or never at least realized people talking about it. So, um, versus uh, on the other side, Crimson Village, that that movie, that that was one of the best experiences I've ever had in the theater in my life, let Same. alone in, in terms of, um, like, outside of even anime. That, that was just like, the whole crowd was laughing, <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. This is so impossible for me not to pick Crimson Village, man. I, again, it's just my my anti Hunter Hunter bias is showing a little bit, but little even bit. then, I um 
don't know. Chimera Ant is the one that I think is more iconic because just because I've actually heard of it before recording this. So, so you're sl- uh, you're selecting Crimson Village. Yes. Okay. In a three-two upset, the Crimson Village from Konosuba upsets York New from Hunter Hunter. Love to see it, boys. And our last first round matchup of the Hidden Leaf bracket, we have the XY Champions League from Pokemon XY. Going up against the Promise Day from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So the Promise Day is episodes 45 until essentially the epilogue of Full Metal Alchemist. So I think it ends around like um episode like 50 or something like for reference of what mm. the Promise Day arc is. To me, this is a slam dunk. However, I do want to give a shout out to XY. When I was researching the best Pokemon arcs of all time, it's like essentially unanimous that's the XY Champions League. I saw like I I saw like seven or eight Pokemon like tier lists, and everybody had XY Champions League. So, but like if we're doing movies, then why wouldn't you just do Mewtwo? Lugia or something like that. No, the the the, like the list that I was like including had like the movies and like it was like unanimous that it was X Y champion. Like over like I I took words from the Pokemon community. Y'all y'all said X Y champions. How many people in this have watched the the X Y champions league versus how many would have seen Mewtwo or Lugia? I bet none of us have seen X Y champions league, and all of us have seen the other ones. We're we're all like twenty, like twenty plus. Like obviously, I'm just saying, thirty plus. (laughs) That well, twenty plus includes thirty plus. That's true. You're right. You're right. um, I'm just saying. We've watched we watched those as a kid. I can't say that I've ever put on the Pokemon anime beyond when I was like twelve years old, you know. But like, if if for whatever reason the Pokemon Hardos out there all agree, I don't know. I like yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. Where like, yeah, the movie movie is great, but, but it, the Pokemon Hardos don't matter in this That's, rating. Jay, We're you, the ones you, voting. You are right and wrong at the same time. I think the better discussion would have been it. But when I literally did my research on this on these Pokemon arcs. It was like overwhelmingly XY Champions League. And that's like literally why I did XY Champions and There's some hard fights. I've seen clips of it. Like the Mega Charizard shit goes hard. Ashford Ninja goes hard. But like I'm probably the only person here who's even seen clips of it, let alone watched it. That's true. So obviously, you know, I think we probably just move on. Move on from this one. What discussion is there to be had? Promise Day is like I I because I want to talk about the, Promise Day, that's why. Yeah, Promise Day is literally the height of the highest rated anime of all time. Technically second highest rated anime of all time right now. I don't care about that. <laughs> I don't I don't care about that. Let's not talk about that shit. Well, for for the sake Let's of, save it for the bracket where that comes into play. For the play. sake of the podcast episode, I'm at least going to say that I am selecting the Promise Day from Full Metal Alchemist Brother. Cat. As am I. Okay. Um as as another person who has not seen Xbox Champions League, uh Promise Day is probably one of my one of the best experiences I've had with a with a seasonal anime that i've had because like just to just a show that uh that was airing at the time and i i'm not even sure if i was in this discord when i started watching it but it was it's so good like all the twists all the turns everything going on it just makes you 
question everything. It's like a return to uh, from another person's point of view because I haven't seen it. Um, it's like a, a quote unquote return to uh, the L art from Death Note. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but I know that I had so much fun with uh, Promise Day. And man. So you're going uh, on Day. Yes, I'm going okay, on Day. Sounds good. Pat, do you have any thoughts? I these are both I, I, I shouldn't have a vote in this because I don't know anything about either it's, of these. It's three already. DLDR Jay was spitted. <laughs> well, like, well that's the thing. I'm I'm like obviously like, well, what's more iconic? The po this Pokemon. That's the motherfucking J Factor, baby. What, one of like thirty Pokemon arcs or uh apparently according to most people the best arc in a very highly rated anime um yep. probably promise day for me then okay I, sounds I good know. rifle <laughs> yeah i just had to look up some information on this one honestly not too much i mean i guess maybe outside animation between pokemon battles we had like jay said greninja versus mega charizard x but it's like this one, Ash gets runner-up, so it's not like he takes first, so it's like, yeah. Versus Promise Day, when we literally had Father sacrificing a whole entire country. I'm just like, it's gotta yeah. be Promise Day. Alright, sounds good. So in a landslide 5-0 victory, the Promise Day defeats the XY Champions League from Pokemon. And let's... Let, let's we're gonna wrap up the hidden leaf bracket right here with our well we'll move into our two finalists for the hidden leaf bracket pain versus war um i haven't seen pain so i don't want to start someone who has Jay, i think you've yes. seen both and cat how about you two go first so let's do cat cat you go first all right so well all right so as like I know that I haven't seen. Uh, well, wait. Actually, have, you, have you seen Jay, both Jay arcs? No, I haven't seen. Oh, both let Jay arcs. go first. Let yeah. go first. So it's tough. I'm gonna try to leave personal bias aside here because I don't really like the pain. I like pain is a highlight of the lesser half of Naruto, in my opinion. It doesn't really like. While I respect pain, I don't think it quite. While in spectacle, it definitely reaches more than the heights of Naruto. I think in writing, characterization, in general battle flow, it doesn't quite reach the heights that, uh, say, like, Naruto versus Sasuke in the Valley of the End re uh, reached or something like that. In my opinion, at least. I have respect for it, though. Uh, whereas the war arc, I feel like it's just, like the height of characterization between Canute and Askeladd and Thorfinn and even Thors and Thorkel. Like, I don't know. I think that the war arc is just incredible. The way that it culminates is insane. The court, like the court scene with uh, King Harold and shit, or uh, not Harold, I can't remember exactly what his name is, but uh, Forkbeard. And uh, just the culmination of the entire plot of the first season, ending the prologue is insane. The animation at the end, insane. Like, the music, incredible. Everything about it was just great. Like, 
there's not a bad thing to really be said about the war arc in Vinland Saga, in my opinion. Whereas the pain arc, it has a lot of high points, but it's also got some kind of, it's got some lulls in it, I would say. And some things where people can go, yeah, but I think that Kishi could have possibly done better. Like he could have done pain the villain better in this arc in some ways, I feel. And I think a lot of people would agree with me that Kishi could have potentially done better and wasn't reaching his heights. So I'm going to personally vote for the war arc, but I would not fault anybody for voting the pain arc. Okay. Sounds good. Rifle, I have you seen both, right? Yeah, I've seen both. Okay. Can you give me your thoughts as well? So this one right here is, I think it's somewhat similar to the whole Frieza stuff. Pain arc is just a very, to me, an iconic arc for Naruto. Like Jay said, there's some lulls, but there are also some highs in this. Some of them, like I said, destruction of Konoha. Uh, this state of what's the word? Normalcy, I guess, is disrupted. Everything you once knew is just gone now. Uh, Naruto comes up with new power-ups. Uh, we actually see uh, he goes into rage mode because Hinata confesses his love to him, which some people may like, some don't. Uh, we even see uh, his father come in ghost form to help suppress his rage mode. Uh, Dorfin itself, the Vinland Saga, the whole series is great in terms of animation. It's always constant. Dorfin's development as a character, uh, losing his father, Ascalad, his upbringing, everything. Personally, I love Naruto. I have a huge bias for it, but I feel Vinland Saga just has a lot more quality to it. Not much negativity compared to the pain arc, so I'd have to go with Vinland Saga. Okay, sounds good. I think that the two people that have seen it, I think I will also go war arc, but let's get uh Kat and Pat's thoughts as well. So, Kat, you can go first. So, uh, with the pain arc, uh, pain is like I said in the first in the first round. Pain is one of the most iconic uh, arcs in uh, in Naruto, mainly because of one, the fight between Pain and Naruto, two, the confession from Hinata, and uh, and what ensues after it. Because you know, uh, in by the way, spoilers if you haven't seen uh, Naruto Shippuden or uh, what's it called, uh, Baruto, the that changes the fate of Naruto to actually start going, start pursuing Hinata. And it becomes, in, in my opinion, probably a, a more healthy relationship <laughs> with Naruto than, uh, with, uh, than it would have been with uh, Sakura. Because, you know, Sakura is a slave for Sasuke's dick. So, um, the thing that makes me... Uh, lean towards pain in this in this argument is because pain is not only iconic it is also well thought out because not only are you seeing the history of the katsuki you're also seeing the history of um of naruto in this arc too which is like you know the show is named naruto so what the fuck not um you get to see naruto's father you get to see Naruto's mother and, like, their attachment to them. You get to see 
so much emotion poured into uh into this one arc and it makes sure that by the end of the arc you understand and you and you root for naruto because before this arc like you know you might have been rooting for sasuke but yeah no i think that was really really well laid out um pat so i'm assuming you're voting for uh pain then okay Uh, your thoughts uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with Pain here. Uh, a lot of the similar thoughts as what Kat said. Uh, like, uh, this really sets up the, the Great Ninja War really well as well by uh, really showing, like, I, I mean, this is, like, kind of the end for the Akatsuki. At least that's what you think, right? Because Pain is, like, portrayed as their leader. He's portrayed as, like, the, the head of the Akatsuki uh, from the start uh, until, obviously, it's revealed that, you know, Toby is Obito and, and so on. Um, but also, I for me, what separates it from the war arc in this case is that all I heard when this was going on, when like the war arc or this, you know, the first season of Vinland Saga was airing, uh, is that all the manga readers being like, "Oh, this isn't even the best of the Vin- of Vinland Saga. Wait until we get to blank," you know, versus, um, which of course is a good thing for the series, right? But it's, uh, is it? It's not like. As iconic, right? It's not the most important part of Vinland Saga versus Pain. Pain really defined Naruto, um, or Naruto Shippuden specifically. So I think that's why I would go with Pain. Okay, myself, of course, right. personal. Sounds good. Too. So we have a three-two victory for the War Arc in Vinland Saga over the Pain Arc, and our last matchup for the Hidden Leaf bracket. We have Crimson Village versus the Promised Day. Tough one for me. Um, my number two show of all time versus my number three show of all time. Probably my two favorite arcs. However, I just think how the promise day encapsulated the entire story, the twist, and the mystery kind of unraveling and solving itself in this arc is what sets it above it. I do think Crimson Village is fantastic, but the promise day is just on a whole nother level. My vote goes to the promise day cat. So in my in my remarks for uh Crimson Village versus York New, I uh, I mentioned that uh, it's harder to make people laugh and be engrossed in the story than it is to make people cry and feel engrossed in the story. Well, this show, Crimson Village, it does make you laugh and be engrossed in a story, but it's for a certain amount of time. It's for, like, an hour and a half to two hours. Uh, For Promise Day, like, I watched it in one sitting. Like... Then again, it was summer, so I didn't have much to do. But also, it engrossed me. And it also made me laugh at some points because there was a little bit of comic relief there here and there. But uh, it was just so, so good. Um, and Promise Day, it, it's it got to win. That's... Yeah. Okay, that was good. Uh, Jay, right. your vote. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with Promise Day. I don't need to, like... Sorry, I unfortunately have not seen the Konosuba movie yet. Uh, I've heard great things about it, but Promise Day, like you said, just encapsulates the whole series, really ties up everything really neatly, and has some really good fights in it as well, which, you know, I'm a meathead, so I appreciate that. So, Promise Day for me. Uh, Pat? Um, well, apparently my vote doesn't matter. Uh, Your I, vote matters. It doesn't, though. Um... Uh, all these shonen meatheads are, are ruining the votes. Uh, I call for 
a recount or something. I don't know. Stop um, the vote. Yeah, stop the count. Stop the count. Well, I can't stop the count yet, though, because I'm going to be losing two to one after. Um, uh, I don't know. I just like with uh, Hunter Hunter, I could not care less about Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood arcs. So, but I but I also understand their importance. So, I don't know. Konosuba to me is like the best comedy anime I've ever seen. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Konosuba here because right. Konosuba is great. Rifle. Yeah, pretty much what everything else has been said. Uh, this is like the final arc to, uh, what is it, Full Metal Promised Day was. And it went out big. It went out stellar, I felt. Uh, Crimson Village, it was funny. I loved it. But it just can't compete against the build up to the promise day. So I go promise day. All right. A four to one victory. We have the promise day over the crimson village, which will set up our finals for the hidden leaf bracket, which is the war arc from Vinland saga versus the promise day, which will be on the next episode. Moving on to our next bracket. We got the pallet town bracket starting at the top. We got chimera ant. versus the Hitagi crab. Hitagi crab is by far my favorite arc actually i should say by far it is my favorite arc in monogatari um i've only seen i've seen like four of the 12 or whatever monogatari so take that for what it is however chimera ant is just a legendary arc it's so unrivaled i shouldn't say it's unrivaled but god damn is this like a legendary iconic shonen arc not even shonen but just in general just the the storytelling of it uh I think it's just a, a masterpiece what it does. So my vote is going to the Chimera Antarch. Cat. Uh so I the part of me that wants to go against uh go against the grain uh is saying vote for the Hitagi Crab arc because it's Monogatari. But I also know Hitagi Crab is not the best arc in the Monogatari series. It is close to being the best arc in uh, the first season of Monogatari, and it is iconic for having, you know, best girl in Monogatari and, like, starting off with a bang in Monogatari. Uh, but I, like, if this was, like, the... If this was the Snail Girl arc in Monogatari season two, I would go for that. I would have, I would definitely vote for that. But in this one, it's Chimera Ant. Okay, sounds good. Um, Rifle, have you seen both of these? Uh, I think yeah, I did. Okay, I want to get your thoughts, and I I don't know if Jay has seen both. Uh, honestly, there's not much to say. I Chimera Ant. There's a some issues here and there for people. I think a lot of people felt it went on a little too long and. Some people didn't like narrative-focused episodes. However, the Chimera Ant arc had one of the best uh, <laughs> fights, I felt, which was Gon versus uh, that one of the ants, where he just goes on full bodybuilder mode on it. We also get Miram, I think that was his name, yep. or uh, Cell Copy, whatever. One of the Prominent antagonist, I felt, for Hunter x Hunter. For <gasps> uh, the X. Anyhow. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, I just liked it a lot more than Hitagi Crab. 
I think there was a lot better arcs for Monogatari, so I go with Chimera Ant. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Uh, let's get Pat's thoughts for. Yeah. Um, I love both of these series so much, you know. Um, big fan of them both. Um, ah, God. Uh, I just want to throw it out there, too. You named uh, one of the four quadrants, Pallet Town Bracket, you know, as if, uh, which I assume is because it's so iconic, but then we went with uh, Pokemon XY instead of the first arc of Pokemon, the anime, hey, you know. And how about you make the bracket what? next time? I, if you asked, I would. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Jay, Jay's point is ringing more and more true to me. That's all. Um, you know, we uh, all make mistakes. Let's point and laugh at the people who tried their hardest. Though. Haha. There we go. Yeah, point, pointing right at you. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Chimera Ant is the one that people talk about so much. It makes more sense to me than Hatagi Crab, which was probably the part of Monogatari I enjoyed the most, but that's not saying much, so there you go. Okay, Jay, your thoughts? Uh, I can watch Chimera Ant Arc without people questioning if I'm a functioning member of society. Chimera Ant Arc. Nice, I like that logic. Okay, sweet. Okay, so on a 5-0 sweet, we have the Chimera Ant over the Hitaki Crab. Next up, we have two Shonen Powerhouses, the Jailbreak Arc from the Promised Neverland versus Enos Lobby. Of course, I'm going to go to the Shonen Master himself. Pat, I want to get your thoughts first. Oh. Wow. Have uh, you seen on. One Piece? Yeah. Uh, Did you say, confuse I mean... me and Pat nope. again? Nope. I'm definitely picking on Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, wait, so, um, let's see, where is the Ennis Lobby? Which, where is that? That's, oh, that's, uh, that's, uh, One Piece, of course, duh, because I've watched One Piece twice, three, uh, you know, full time through all the way, yeah. Um, you even read it backwards. I did. Um, Ooh, that's the best way to read it, even though they warn you not to. SCF, <laughs> the SCF, Eno. There you go. I read it backwards. Um, terrible joke. Um, I don't know. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, what, what am I supposed to do with this? It's a uh, jailbreak arc was a lot of fun what, for Promise Neverland. No, this is Promise Neverland. I love yeah. Promise Neverland. Uh, so much so that I didn't dislike the second season even. So yeah, I'm not gonna flip a coin, bro. Like this is. I don't. I don't even know what Ennis Lobby is. I feel like people. I, I feel like honestly, I don't recognize the names of either of the arcs from uh, One Piece that we picked. So I kind of, I'm probably not going to vote for either of them because I feel like people talk about. Um, well, is one of them the one with Luffy's brother or whatever? Is that one of these or no? It's not right. Isn't it that is. one called? Oh, it is. Oh. <laughs> It's is Danny Slobby? Oh, no, it is the other one. All right, good, good. All right, good. Damn, so spoilers I'm not... for the next bracket. <laughs> well, well, yeah, if only you didn't reveal the brackets an hour ago when we first started I'm, recording. I'm, yeah, um, yeah wow, we were going on a skip that. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I was going to say. Um, I, yeah, so Jailbreak to me is uh, just, I don't know, I had a lot more fun with it. So there we go. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I'm going to go to Rifle because I think he both as well. So we'll do Rifle and Cat. So Rifle, your thoughts. Yeah, uh, Jailbreak, it's very short for a lot of people. Get Knock it out. A lot of fun with that. Very dark for people that like uh, humans being cattle to demons. Uh, I.S. Lobby was quite the pivotal moment. This was when Straw Hats make a name for themselves. Each character is stepped up in their power-ups. We have a huge 
character development for Robin where she wants to join the crew, basically. And we see the last hoorah for the Going Mary, which was sadly, yeah, it goes down in the waves and all that. Uh, for me, I'd have to go with Ein's Lobby just for the impact it had on the series. They literally declare war against the world government and their bounties raise up. Okay, sounds good. Cat, your thoughts? Okay, so for me, it is Jailbreak does not compare. Because Enos Lobby, at this point, we've watched God knows how many episodes. And not only that, we like uh, Rifle said, we see uh, Robin join the crew. But we also see Robin actually join the crew at the end of Enos Lobby. Her tears because she's being hunted. And, like, her her wanting to her wanting to protect the straw hats versus the straw hats just being like fuck what you want <laughs> we want you like that is that almost made me cry jailbreak very very good but in this lobby i like there's just so much there's so much okay uh so you're going to in this lobby yes sir all right jay i'm gonna go to you next you know, I actually quite like Promise Neverland, but I'm also going to go with Ines Lobby. I feel like it is a great moment of character development for the Straw Hats. Uh, some really cool battles. I love the design of Ines Lobby, like the fucking, um, pardon my language, the uh, <laughs> floating island is really cool. I like how they have to get there. I like just the general like invasion slash siege feel of it. It's it's pretty cool. Like I'm, a, I'm always a big fan of like a uh, of a prison raid sort of deal, and I feel like Inez Lobby is kind of like the peak for that as far as Shonen goes. So that's my vote. Right on. And I, I think you guys sold it really well. I think I'm gonna go with Inez Lobby as well. I did thoroughly enjoy Jailbreak. I thoroughly enjoyed Promise Neverland, but I think Inez Lobby, like the legacy of that arc, is is one of the, some of those scenes are something that I see all the time talked about, especially the 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 ship. So I'm gonna go with Enos Lobby as well. So that's going to be a four to one victory of Enos Lobby over the jailbreak. And Pat, I'm gonna make this not spoiler for you since you haven't seen Code Geass. Uh our three seed zero requiem versus the six seed tuning exam. So zero requiem is the last episode of season one, the end of season. So that's for reference for Code Geass. Um is I guess who has seen both that would want to go first? Rifle. Uh, I've seen both. I can go first. Okay, we'll do yeah, rifle. We can go first. Then. We'll do rifle then Jay. So I won't try to say too much. Uh, I'll just say for zero zero requiem. I'll just say this is like the last few episodes of the second season. Uh, this was a pivotal moment in the character arcs for both the main character, uh, Lelouch and Suzaku. I'll just say that they both atone for their sins, which a lot of characters can't really do in most anime. Uh, one of the biggest moments in history, can't really go too much without spoiling, so I'll just leave it at that. I think tuning we all know what you're talking about. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tuning exams. Uh, a lot of people, this may be the high of OG Naruto. Others, it may be the low. For me, I think it's one of the most uh, talked about tournament arcs of all anime. 
this was when we get to see the first time Orochimaru in all his height and glory. Uh, we had Naruto pass the writing exams without even writing down a single answer uh, with his inspiring motivation at the end for the 10th answer. Nice. We see epic fights, Gara versus Lee, uh, Naruto versus Neji with their theme of changing your destiny, and then uh, Gara versus Sasuke with Sasuke coming in like a cool guy and using his Chidori. So I go with tuning exams. Okay. Jay, your thoughts? Uh, this is tough because Zero Requiem is definitely super iconic. It is uh, one of the most talked about and perhaps copied arcs in anime is what I will say about it. Uh, very good character development for Evolution Suzaku, like Rifle said. Definitely agree with that. Um, tuning exams is just like a good fun arc is the thing. It's one of the most, it's probably like the second most iconic tournament arc, maybe the first most, depending on who you ask, what age, depending on what age they are, really. People will either say like Dark Tournament, Cell Saga, or uh, tuning exams, I feel. Um, there's just a lot of really cool stuff in there, like the implications of the fact that Gar is somehow able to form an eye with a fully working optic nerve in the written exam. Or the fact that Tintin is able to set up mirrors that they somehow pretend they can't see and able to cheat at the in order to cheat at the exam. It's pretty cool. Uh, you get introduced to some of the best characters in Naruto with Gara, who has like probably one of the best character arcs in that entire series in general, I would say. Uh, Neji, same thing. As well as some lesser characters like, you know, Kiva, or even, sadly, the ever-wasted Shino. Uh... I don't know. It's just an iconic arc, but so is uh, Zero Requiem. So, thinking about it, though, I think I'm going to have to go with... I'm going to have to go with Zero Requiem, okay. actually. It's a hard one. That's like a... Yeah, it could have been either one of those for me, but just... Lelouch is the most liked character on Mal for a reason. That's true. Kat, have you seen both of these? I have not seen both of these. Okay. I've only seen... Uh student exams okay let's get your thoughts then okay so from what i've heard from our two other co-hosts um i've seen june exams and i enjoyed it i i don't particularly think it's the best arc of um of the first naruto of like of naruto og but it is definitely the most iconic I mean, there's a whole joke about watching uh, Naruto tuning exams on repeat for the rest of your life. Um, but that might be smaller than expected. Uh, anyway, I haven't seen Zero Requiem, but I do know that Zero Requiem is very, very iconic because it just mal in general from like the the impact it has. So... It is kind of hard. I'm gonna to have to go with uh, with zero requiem. Okay. All right. Uh, Pat, we'll go to you next. Yeah. So uh, I can't wait to watch zero requiem. Maybe I will this week with uh, 
uh, with a long flight ahead of me. You know, I'm at, I think I, again, I stopped at like episode like 23 of uh, Code Geass somehow. Uh, I stopped so like, right... to, like the biggest twist in like anime history. I know. I'm excited. I can't wait. Um, and somehow, again, I have, I appreciate you guys not spoiling anything. I have avoided spoilers almost entirely somehow of this series. I don't know how I've been able to do it because it's, it's kind of impressive at this point. Um, I I think one something got spoiled for me, but only something pretty minor, um, or something very obvious that, that uh, I'll talk about later. But uh, for me, tuning exams, it's set, uh, so like like we talked about a little earlier, uh, the Haku arc uh, is really what gets you invested in Naruto. It's like the first like major arc that happens. But um, I think the tuning exam is so iconic from the original Naruto. Like it, it defines like it, for one, it stretches over. Um, I think probably like volumes like eight through 25 out of the first 28 volumes you know like it's a long arc if you especially if you include like the the war between the the sand village and then and the the uh, leaf village like that happens in this arc and i i think it's uh it's quite um (laughs) quite 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 impactful um we are uh I, I don't know. I, I just I, I think that that's hard to to not have win this win this matchup again. I, I maybe I, I bet that the quality of the Zero Requiem arc is higher, but the tuning exam is what got so many people into Naruto. There's so many different um, moments that set up for the entire rest of the series. So I'm going to go with the tuning exam, even if it is a little bit of personal bias. I think it uh, it sets Naruto up for the success that it has later on in the series as well. So. Gotcha. Okay, so uh, it comes down to me. I haven't seen Naruto. I have seen Zero Requiem. I think Zero Requiem is one of the best arcs in like anime. I think how they wrap up a complete story in in Code Geass is so well done. Um, just the red- yeah, like uh, I think Rifle said, like atoning for your sins from each character is just so well done. I do think the tuning exams is iconic. However, I don't think it's like kind of what you said with like the best tournaments of all time. I think tuning the exams is mentioned, but it's not like the staple. And I do think that for like this like political drama style of story, I think Code Geass does it the best. But for that reason, I'm going with Zero Requiem, which is going to lead it to a three to two victory over the tuning exams. And that's what bring us to our final matchup for round one in the Palatown bracket. The final assassination from Assassination Classroom versus the Cell Saga from Ball Z. I love the final assassination. I think the encapsulation of the series as a whole for Assassination Classroom wraps up incredible. I think Coral Sensei is a S-tier character and how they just how his like philosophy of life in teaching these kids is so well done. However, the Cell Saga is my childhood. I love the Cell Saga. It was it's like was the first anime I really got into when I was a kid. And I think it just defines is one of like the defining um arcs in Shonen and anime. So for, for me, I'm going Cell Saga. Pat, your thoughts. So Alright, so final final say it. Final Assassination is very good. Uh, it it just 
it has the some of the like some of the things that are more you know that the end is coming throughout the show like you know that it's gonna happen but the most of the show just kind of is so such a different pace but it changes pace at the end to the world's final assassination um and that versus the cell saga which is arguably the well personally the best uh dragon ball arc of all time uh cell saga has the passing of the torch from goku to gohan which should have been you know true but cell saga cell as an as an enemy and throughout the whole thing it's it's just so good um so i'm gonna have to go with cell saga okay uh let's go to jay uh i gotta go with i actually you know i have not seen the final assassination in assassination classroom so i will hold off for i'm sure rifle has seen both of these right rifle you watch a lot of anime <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. I've always seen Final Assassination I haven't done I love so Rifle much. oh my god what a man <laughs> okay well let me I don't want I mean I can still somebody go sell, sell me on the Final Assassination Rifle sell, I mean, I, sell. Okay. well I'll start with Cell Saga so I haven't watched Cell Saga all I know is that Cell is like one of the most again popular villains of Dragon Ball transformations. He's decimated people. He started his own tournament and absorbed people or whatever. Uh, you know, weaken people, whatnot. That's all I really know. Final assassination. I had to look back at it on Wiki and just reading it, I was just tearing up. You for the whole series, you just had this whole student mentorship type of thing. And like uh, I think Cat or Pete said, how this whole time you know it's gonna come, but at that moment when you have to kill your teacher, it just hurts. Uh, imagine uh, Naruto and Sasuke have to kill Kakashi or whatever. In this moment, it was just sad. Uh, they're on a time limit, and even near the end, they still have to kill their teacher. One of the things that almost makes me tear up is when everyone pins down his tentacles and at that moment he does a roll call for all 28 students and that just becomes that countdown for them uh, to stab him in the heart and just that roll call where you have to say your name as you're about to kill your teacher just brought me to tears Despite out of context that, this sounds so bad <laughs> <laughs> but Honestly, I know that Cell Saga is very iconic for a lot of people. It's their childhood and whatnot. So despite me loving uh, Final Assassination, I have to give it to Cell Saga just for being very impactful. Okay. Jay, does that, does that change anything for you? Uh, No, I should... I will go and f I'll finish Assassination Classroom, though, at some point in the okay. near future, though. I'm going to go with Cell Saga as well, though. Pat, your thoughts? Cell Saga is like the it's the iconic Dragon Ball arc, I think. Um up there with Frieza. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to vote against it. And I'm I'm a uh, assassination classroom hater. So oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So in a in a five zero victory, the Cell Saga defeats the final assassination. On to round two of the Palatown bracket. Chimera Ant versus Enus Lobby. We have two iconic shonen arcs of all time. I think this comes down to your preference on which one do you like more, One Piece or Hunter Hunter, because I think they both have their qualities, what they do. I am a giant Hunter Hunter stand, so I am picking Chimera Ant over Enus Lobby. Cat, your thoughts? So, uh, man, I, I want to go. I'm gonna have to go with Enos Lobby, man. I I, I love Chimera Ant. It's my personal favorite Hunter Hunter arc. Uh, but Enos Lobby just this is one of the arcs where One Piece being so goddamn long plays into its favor because you spent so long with these characters, especially like especially uh, Robin at this point, and you get. It's when, again, when Robin calls for uh, calls for the Straw Hats to be like, yo, I I can't, like, I I need you to save me. Like that's again, it almost made me cry. I mean, Chimera Ant had some of those, but I I don't think that it had the same impact for me uh, when it came to uh, when it came to like its culminating uh, moment. Uh, so I'm gonna have to go with Amy's lobby. All right, sounds good. Um, I'm gonna go to Rifle because I think you both as well. Yeah, I have. Uh, both series have done incredible parts. Uh, Hunter, Hunter. Uh, uh, they've had excellent uh, fight moments. You've had Miram uh, with his what was it, Shoji tournament? Yep. Uh, all that stuff. You had Gone with his rage mode versus. Uh, Ein's Lobby, you had everyone have their own personal struggles, Luffy versus Rob Lucci. I think Kamara Ant had the better antagonist, uh, but I feel like Ein's Lobby had better character development for Robin. Uh, this is definitely hard to pick. Uh, I'd have to go with Ein's Lobby as well. Okay, that's two to one. Um, I'm gonna go with Pat next. Then we'll go to Jay last. Pat, your thoughts on these two iconic arcs? Uh, I've only heard of one of them before, so I'm going to go with Chimera Ant. That's all I've got because I don't care about either of these series. So That's there you go. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> all right, Jay, you are the deciding factor. All right. So the Jay factor. While I do love, indeed, while I do love, uh, Robin's character development in Ina's lobby with just like her learning to ask for help and just the character development of the going mayor, like them letting go of their ship and all of that. And Frankie being introduced to the crew at, well, at Frankie doing a mission with the crew is what I should say. He gets introduced in the previous arc, but um, the Chimera and arc introduces like. 20-something characters and develops them all in an insane way over the course of the entire arc. Like, there are basically, like, tertiary characters in that that have insane character development in just, like, scenes. Like, Welfin or um, 
What's his name? Hold on. The octopus. <laughs> you say octopus. Yeah, the octopus guy. Uh, Ikalgo. Like, Welfman and Ikalgo both had insane character arcs. Not to mention, uh, you know, Merrim and the Royal Guard, of course. Both of who were just... Oh, awesome villains. Awesome fights. Uh, the culmination of the Chimera Ant arc, which I'm not going to go into much detail in case Miles decides to listen to this, is incredible. Um... There's just nothing bad to really say about it besides, like, I know some people say it goes on for too long, but for me personally, it wasn't an issue. I wanted more Chimera Antark all the way for me. Okay. I, I thought this might be close, and it was. So, in a three to two victory, Chimera Ant defeat this lobby. Moving on to our last matchup of Pallet Town, we have Zero Requiem versus Cell Saga. For as much as I love both of these arcs, I think one is. Or like genre-defying, iconic, stands the test of time, still talked about. And I think that's going to be like why I'm picking one over the other. And I'm going to go with Cell Saga over Zero Requiem just because of that. I think they're, for as much as I think Dragon Ball Z is very copy-paste a lot of the times, I think they did a really, really good job in Cell Saga. And it's to me, it's one of the most iconic shonen arcs of all time. So that's kind of my deciding factor. Of why I'm picking Cell Saga over Zero Requiem. Um, let's go with Rifle. You've seen both, right? <laughs> uh, oh, we already no. had this conversation. Yeah, this guy this is day I'm not a boring yeah. person. We're recording this in the morning. I'm not a boring person. You know what? We'll just go with Rifle anyway. You go. Uh, yeah, like you said, I think right here it's just that impact. I feel like Cell Saga, everyone's just going to be talking about it, despite how stellar of an ending Zero Requiem was. Uh, Cell Saga will always have that impact for many people, so I go with Cell Saga. Sounds good. Let's go with Kat. Alright, so I haven't seen Zero Requiem, but I have seen Cell Saga, and from, from the things that I know about Zero Requiem, I know that Zero Requiem is very, very good. But I also know that Cell Saga is, in my opinion, the best Dragon Ball Z arc of all time. And <laughs> just Cell Saga is like with everything that happens in it. I gotta go with that. Okay. Uh Pat, let's get your thoughts. Uh I don't know. Uh it, it's so it's so hard to speak on on either of these for me as well. I don't know. This is this was not my my side of the bracket, clearly. Um it's supposed to be like the West Coast Conference or something for me, where I just don't even know what the teams are. But sure, like, all right, yeah. well, well, Gonzaga, I guess. Yeah, Cell Saga is Gonzaga here, and I don't know, Zero Requiem is probably like, I don't know, Arizona State? Sure, let's know. go with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not, uh, God, I hate basketball. Um, Let's go with, uh, I'll go with Cell Saga too. I think it's more iconic. I I, I think it's more uh, you know, it's the, it's the staple of Shonen versus Zero Requiem. It might be like the staple of political dramas, although yeah. even then, it's probably not because uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes exists. So, uh, and I don't know. Uh, Brotherhood. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it didn't. Um, we'll, we'll go with Cell Saga. Okay. There we go. Jay, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, doesn't necessarily matter because Cell Saga's already won, but I personally would have went with Zero Requiem. Okay. Uh, 
What else is there to say? I'm not gonna say anything spoilery, but it's just one of the most copied like plot points of all time, in my opinion. Um, love that clamp art style. Yep. I don't know. While I love the Cell Saga, it's not my personal favorite Dragon Ball arc either. So for me personally, it would have been Zero Requiem. Excuse me. Sounds good. So on a four to one victory, the Cell Saga defeats Zero Requiem, which will lead to our next episode where the Chimera Ant will go up against Cell Saga. Next bracket, we got the Grand Line bracket. Our number one overall seed for this bracket, Marine Ford going up against Golden Age from Berserk 97. Obviously, I had to throw in Golden Age because, you know, it's Berserk and it's me. So I think Golden Age is a fantastic arc in 97. I think it has one of the best soundtracks of all time. I think it's a very well adapted arc from the manga, which is Golden Age is probably the most iconic just because it's been adapted twice in anime. And I think a lot of people have at least heard or talked about the Eclipse. Marine Ford, however, for somebody who has never watched One Piece, I know that this is unanimously like top three arcs of One Piece fans. I think they all, maybe it's not the number one every time, but I think a lot of people would say it's like a top three arc in like every list that I see. So this comes down to extreme personal bias versus what I think is actually like more iconic. And of that i know this might sound shocking but i think i'm gonna go marine ford just because of like the community like reactions to marine ford even though personally i do think golden age is a better arc but if i'm doing like the influence and all that stuff i'm gonna go ford so uh somebody who has seen golden age and marine ford should go next rifle have you seen it i've only read golden age but that's about it. Okay. Uh, that, I mean, it's essentially think of that, but in anime. So I want to get your thoughts on these two. So at least for the story for Golden Age, uh, I felt like the end of it all with the Eclipse was like one of the best moments in of all media. Uh, just that whole decimation, all that nightmare stuff. I do like the grounded realism with the whole hundred year war stuff. I just think the Band of the Hawk or Falcon for some people, I just wasn't really into that, those characters. But the whole Griffith turmoil was really good. Compared to One Piece, which is, like you said, one of the top arcs, we had two of the major deaths in One Piece, as well as a power struggle, as many sides lose influential figures and luffy loses someone very close to him i just think that whole arc itself a lot of stuff happens a lot of the world changes as a result to it so i go with marine forward as well okay sounds good uh cat i think you've seen both as well and so has jay so let's do cat then jay i have not seen but i have read uh the golden age okay uh so, sorry, my timer. So, Marine Ford has some of the, just, it introduces the worst generation in One Piece, which if you haven't seen it, just, like, if you are watching One Piece, if you're at that point, just keep on watching. If you haven't, 
just watch a synopsis. Um, the thing is, like, Marineford is so, so good. And Golden Age, from what I've read, is so, so good. But Marineford, on the other hand, I've seen... I know the pain that you see through that arc, the pain that you see through the through the crew's eyes because they can't be there, and through Luffy's eyes. It is so so good. Marine Ford is my pet. Okay, sounds good. Jay, your thoughts? Uh, you know, man, I'm going with fucking Golden Age, man. Berserk '97 is incredible. I have a bias for 90s anime because, holy fuck, those backgrounds are insane. They're the really OSTs good. are incredible. Casca is a thing that exists that is not available in One Piece. A thing, I'm sorry, I don't mean to objectify her. A woman. A beautiful woman. But, uh... <coughs> Strong plus, we don't need no it has such an iconic moment whenever Guts is losing his mind in the Eclipse and he screams out, I'm going Berserk 1997! <laughs> I can't believe they did but that. What that was incredible. <laughs> so for me personally, Golden Age, like, Berserk is just like, it's an icon of media. Any character that you enjoy that has a gigantic sword is thanks to Berserk. Yep. Like, Mir the... The artist behind Berserk is one of the most talented artists of all time, probably. Like, he's right up there with the great... I mean, he's one of the great, greatest yeah. of all time, period. 100%. Like, undisputed. So, for me personally, Golden Age. I understand why people would pick... Why One Piece stands would pick Marine Ford, though. Okay. Pat, uh, do you have any thoughts on these two? Uh, I enjoyed the, like, three episodes of Golden Age I've seen so far. Um, but... I think Marine Fred just kind of has to win if it's just like an anime only thing, right? Yep. Like, it, it especially it it, it kind of has to because that's like it's the One Piece arc from from my knowledge as well. Um, the one that probably has a scene that's like repeated or shown yeah. in anime the most times. It's the you know the scene of the the brother Ace. Down, or like yeah, Ace standing over Luffy like that has to have been. I wonder. I really wonder how many times if there's like a counter or a website out there, like counting how many times um, it's been like flashback to in the show. <laughs> That'd be a pretty funny, pretty funny like joke website. Uh, but yeah, so I think Marine Fern's gonna win for me as well. Okay, sounds good. So in a four to one victory, of course the bracket doesn't up right now. Uh, Marine Ford defeats uh, the Golden Age. Uh, the next one up, we have Shira Torizawa versus Karasuno from Haikyuu versus Dio's World, which I believe is the last arc of Stardust Crusaders from uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I'm going to go first because I think if you've ever listened to this podcast, you know my thoughts that I think Shira Torizawa versus Karasuno is the best arc in anime history. I love it. I think it's so well represented. It 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 defines like sports anime also just the realness of being in a competition like that is just next level my vote is for haikyuu um is there somebody who has seen both starters who series in haikyuu cat cat you go up next so i am one of the few people that does not like uh 
that does not like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure as a whole, but I do like Stardust Crusaders. The thing is, Dio's world is... Uh, I like it. I like it. But I fucking love Shiro Torozawa versus... Uh, I forget the name of it. Karsuno. Uh, it's so damn good. Uh, just, like, I remember Pete saying in the Discord, Haiku uh, embodies embodies the feeling of team sports and in no and the best representation of this is this arc so i'm also going with uh haiku in this one nice let's go uh i want to get pat's thoughts <laughs> pat your thoughts on a sports anime versus jojo wow that's two heavy hitters for me right there yep. um Dio's World, it's a, that's from the first season of JoJo's, right? No, it's, the, the, it's the last part of Stardust Crusaders, which is part three. This is where oh, a lot so of That's the one that a lot of people from. like. That's the one that people like, isn't it? Yeah, and the memes, you're right. Um, this is where hmm. Zawa Rudo comes from. Shout out Haztic in his group chat. This is where Roto Roller comes from. The Knives, all sorts of shit. Is that where uh, it was me, Dio, or, all, or whatever comes from, too? No, no, no that's actually the first part. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It was Dio? me, Dioda. Oh, Dioda. Yeah. Dio's in multiple seasons of JoJo. Yeah. yeah. He's in like most of them in some way, shape, or form. Ah. Huh. Either him He's or the primary him. antagonist of the entire series. Okay, I thought he just died in one of them or not. Like, they kill him. I, I figured they would kill him. I don't know. Just... No, most what of his it? stuff, like what happens in part three, influences the rest of the series. So gotcha. this is like. This is like the setting the foreground for the rest of the series, kind of, is what I would say. Understood. Alright, well, uh, I, I hate sports anime so much. I, I just... You like I, ping pong? I, ping pong was cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't know, man. Sports anime suck. Uh, let's go with Dio's World, because, I don't know, iconic memes and shit. Okay. Uh, it was Dio all along, something, something, I don't know, bad joke, there we go. <laughs> Alright, uh, Jay, your thoughts? Uh, so, I actually recently went through the Dio's World arc, um, and while Stardust Crusaders is not my favorite personal part of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Dio's World is just a lot of fun, there's so much bullshit that happens in it, like, they hint at Dio's power, uh, which... Spoiler alert, uh, the world's ability is the ability to stop time for what they say is five seconds, but in practice is more of like 30 seconds to five minutes or so, depending on what he wants to do. And uh, just all sorts of dumb shit, like Jotaro pretending to be dead, but he gets his stand to like pump his heart back to bring him back to life, which is pretty cool. Uh, Joseph quote-unquote, dying and coming back, which is very uh, a very sweet moment where Jotaro actually finally shows some uh, some emotion for once in the series, more or less. And, uh, I don't know, just that fight in general is super cool. It kind of, it ends in a sort of underwhelming way, in my opinion, but I still love it quite a bit. And like I said, it kind of sets up as, like, the gateway from old school JoJo's to like the more modern stuff, because after that, 
uh, in the anime in particular, David changes their art style a lot. The d character designs for Meraki as well change a lot. Everyone becomes less uh, hulking bodybuilders, like their entire world is full of creatine, and more of like slender male model types and such. With, still with <laughs> muscles, though. So for me personally, I gotta go with Dio's world. It's just simply too iconic. Okay. Sounds good. Rifle, you're the deciding vote. Yeah, so both series I watch. Uh, I just say I do like sports. I watched Haiku, and I did enjoy the uh, the match they had. It was so great for sports. All the teamwork. I loved it. Dio's World, uh, even though, like Jay, it wasn't really my favorite uh, part of the whole series. However, Dio's World, just all the bullshit that happens, all the memes that came from it, like, oh, you're yeah. approaching me? Or mm -hmm. uh, the bulldozer as well. Everything about it, I just loved it. It was a fun ride. All the bizarreness. I'd have to go with JoJo. Dio's okay. World. So in a 3-2 to two victory, Dio's World defeats Tarzawa versus Arasuno. I get it. I knew that was going to happen, but, you know, wanted to spit my spit my game. Okay. Uh, next up, we have the three seed return to Shiganshina from Attack on Titan versus the Everlasting Contract from ReZero. So this is for Anime Census's Season 3 Part 2, especially like the basement stuff from Attack on Titan, and the Everlasting Contract from ReZero is the Echidna in a Subaru contract to the end of the Sanctuary. So that's kind of where it is. For me, obviously, not a big Attack on Titan fan. However, what? I know no. how big of a deal part three or part two of season three is. I thought the Everlasting Contract in ReZero was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed the second season. But is it Attack on Titan? Like, no, it's not. That's like the thing. So for me, just for like that reason, I'm going to go to uh the return. Just just because of like I, I don't really have like a strong take on ReZero like Johnny does. And I enjoyed the, the arc, but it's just it's just not the Attack on Titan arc that's like pretty much acclaimed as like the best arc, except for the one that's kind of like currently airing, but um still airing so that's why it's not included so i'm gonna go with attack on titan um let's go with i think pat you see both uh i know enough about both to talk okay about pat, pat um, you go up next while i try to fix the uh, bracket yeah um i i've heard a lot of good things about season three part two i mean obviously part of the 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 hype that led to it being what number one on mal for a while was you know, it was fabricated, not fabricated, but, you know, just from being a, the most popular anime series in probably a, a decade in terms of, like, mainstream watching and everything. But uh, I think Everlasting Contract was awesome. I could not stop watching ReZero when I was, when I, like, finally caught up to it. I, I binged it all back to back. Um, Echidna is one of my favorite characters uh, in a long time. I think that she she and her... The themes of ReZero that that uh, you know going over the the seven seven deadly sins or whatever you want to call them, yeah. they, I I really love that aspect. And th this show is only starting to scratch the surface of that too with these characters. I mean, they're they're attacking Echidna first, uh, and I just, I I could not stop watching this arc. I loved it. I 
Um, so yeah, that'll uh, th that's my choice, and uh, I'll move on. Okay, so uh, let's go with rifle next. Yeah, so I'm not much of a Attack on Titan hater like all these people. Uh, Attack on Titan, this part was really influential. We see the truth about the world outside because of the basement. We had the epic fight of Zeke versus Levi, uh, as well as Armin becoming uh, Hoorah Colossal Titan. And one of the best speeches, which was Erwin's speech, uh, versus Ray Zero. Ray Zero really introduced a lot more lore. Uh, like Pat said, you had the Seven Witches, you had the Mythical Beast, epic development for Subaru's character. We see his backstory back to when he was uh, in our world, the reality, basically. Uh, all of it was fun. Echidna, I loved her design. I loved her own side. Everything about it was just fun. I loved the lore behind everything. I'd have to give it to Ray Zero. Okay, sounds good. Cat. I, if you have watched our... Uh our other shows uh, that reference Attack on Titan, uh, you will know I don't like Attack on Titan. And I understand that uh, that Return to She... Well, uh, Season 3, Part 2 is, like, really, really good. Um, but I also understand that Attack on Titan is still Attack on Titan. Um, and I must say that ReZero... The first part of ReZero was better than all of Attack on Titan for me because I just don't give a shit about Attack on Titan. Okay. I fucking hate it. All right. So anyway, as you know, I'm going with Everlasting Contract. Wow. Okay. Uh, and I just want to uh, put this out. ReZero also crashed Crunchyroll. It's, Attack on Titan is not the only show to, to crash Crunchyroll. Uh, Jay, your final thoughts on these two arcs? Uh, honestly, I'm not really a huge fan of either of these, but the uh, basement reveal is just simply iconic in Attack on Titan, and, you know, people really heavily fuck with that for a reason, and that reason is that they have the twist that they don't see coming, and they know, or somewhat know, where to go after that. So, for me personally, I would say that Return to Shiganshina was uh more iconic in my okay. opinion. So that leads to our probably what I think probably our biggest upset so far, um Everlasting Contract upsetting Attack on Titan. Next for our last matchup for round or for the Grand Line bracket, we have the Mai arc, the Bunny Girl Senpai arc from Bunny Girl Senpai versus Soul Society from Bleach. This is very similar to like the last discussion that we had. I've seen Funny Girl Senpai. I dropped Bleach. However, I do think Soul Society is referenced all the time as an everlasting staple of arcs, of shonen, of storytelling. I think it's like one thing that even people who don't like Bleach can agree that Soul Society was an arc. And I think that there is a reason why it's still talked about these days. I did love the My Arc, though. Nothing that, if this was like maybe the movie, I would say it would probably beat Soul Society, but I just can't say that the My Arc is 
and the criteria that I I made up for myself is more than the Bunny Girl Senpai arc. So I'm going to go with Soul Society. Cat, I'm gonna go with you next because I saw you dancing. What's what's yes, your thoughts on that? Yes, sir. Um, I love Bleach. I Bleach is one of my, if not my favorite, like big three anime. Uh, it is. Oh, I fucking love Ichigo. I love all the transformations. I love the lore behind it. Ah, damn. Uh, I I also like Bunny Girl Senpai. It feels like a smooth brain Madagatari. Uh, but I just... Soul Society is... I don't personally think it's the best arc in Bleach, but it is very, very good. And it's extremely iconic. Reason why it's one of the big three, so I'm going with Soul Society. Okay, sounds good. Pat, let's go to you next. Sure. So, uh, I think I would like Bleach. You know, they got a little bit of the samurai feel to it, right? Like it, it's uh, you know, I think I would enjoy it, but I think it's a little too long for me to get invested in nowadays. Uh, Soul Society is talked about a lot, um, by anyone who's seen Bleach, so. Um, I don't know, it's hard to, hard to quantify it, though, because I feel like Bleach is, out of the big three, it's, like, the, the smallest, or least, least talked about yeah, one. Yeah, I would say three. so. Right? Like, I, yeah. I'd say Naruto and One Piece and, uh, their granddaddy, Dragon Ball, three of them are talked about a lot more than, than Bleach is. Um, I loved the My Arc of Bunny Girl Senpai. I think that's... Uh, I, I don't rewatch anime very often. I, I just don't. Never never has the same impact for me, and I'd rather watch something new. But I've definitely rewatched the My Arc at least, like, three or four times just because it's just so... It's so good. I... I, I don't know, man. I... Like, like Pete said, if it included the movie, I think that this would be, like, the most obvious answer of all time for me. Uh, but even with it just being the My Arc, I think that that, like... Especially right at the start of the show to get you that invested. I, I don't know. Three it took three episodes to to just hook you into the story. Um, I, I'm gonna go with Bunny Girl Senpai, even though that I don't expect it to win. I, I think that that one for me just it screams me much more. Okay, sounds good. Let's go to Jay. Uh, I, you know, if there's one thing that Bleach did right, it's that it has cool transformations cool character designs and honestly some really goddamn good fights and i think that for the ensemble cast overall the soul society apart from what hasn't been animated yet is the height of it waco mundo is cool and all but it's pretty much the ichigo and you know a couple of other people strong people show soul society you have like these people, you have the an almost isekai-esque portion of it where these normal people are in this completely fantastical world just f fighting for their dang lives in these streets against <laughs> these captains and lieutenants and shit. Like, Uryu's fight is incredible where he just goes all out, launches a gigantic arrow at this weird caterpillar baby thing. Where that guy is crazy as shit, but he becomes one of the coolest characters later on. Like, people talk about... I, I gave a lot of points to the Frieza saga for starting Vegeta's Sundari arc. 
I give a lot of points to the Soul Society for the fact that it's really well done in the fact that almost all the characters introduced here become strong, well-developed allies. And that's something I got to give Kubo. His character work is pretty solid. So for me, Soul Society is my pick. All right, Rifle, Rifle, your final thoughts. If you want to see some action, gotta be the center <laughs> of attraction. Bleach has like one of the best soundtracks of the big yeah. three. Uh, That's a fact. I do like Bunny Girl Senpai. I love the romance they have at the beginning. But Bleach, like Jay said, uh, has that, Jarekat said, the Isekai aspect. Uh, character design's great. I love all the allies that they gain. Uh, also see Ichigo's. Uh, Bankai, as well as uh, his uh, mask form, how he goes insane mode in his big fight. I just loved it all, so I gotta go with Bleach. Alright, sounds good. So in a 4-1 to victory, luckily the bracket started working again. We got Soul Society defeating the Bunny Girl Senpai, my arc. On to round two of the Grand Line bracket, we have Marine Ford versus Dio's World. Uh, I'm a Kind of the same thing that I mirrored from before when I think we, we kind of had like a harder time deciding on a JoJo arc. I do think it's because of the quality that JoJo has that people decide on what they think that their best arc is and that Dio's world came out on top. For me, but for One Piece, it's kind of like the, because I haven't seen either, Marine Ford is like consistently like in the top of like all list of people who watch One Piece. And that's kind of just what I'm basing it on. So I'm going to go with Marine Ford as my selection. And it looks like that's bugging out. So I'm going to go with Jay. Jay, you're up next. See, honestly, like I said, uh, Dio's world is not like part three in general is like probably my second least favorite part overall of JoJo's actually as someone who's current with the manga or not current with the manga, sorry, current with the anime. Um, and Marine Ford is just, it just Marine Ford just has a lot going on in it, and uh, you know, like Rifle said earlier, two super iconic deaths going on there, and I think when it comes to just like overall hype, Marine Ford is just bigger. And even though I'm a much larger fan of JoJo's than I am of one piece i gotta go ahead and go with uh marine ford okay uh let's go to hmm who would be a spicy pick let's go with pat okay um wow spicy i don't know i don't really have a lot of spice i don't have a lot of uh a lot of seasoning for this one uh for this conversation um I know the best the best One Piece arc, which is like one of the lo- most loved and I and supported series in, in Shonen of all time, or the most memed series of all time uh, in JoJo's. Um, I, I'll I'll go with the favorite. Uh, Marie, I think Marineford is just that that level of hard to not have progressed to the the final eight. You know, in terms of if we're talking about Shonen arcs, I think it makes sense to have that one there. Okay. So, cool cat. So if I was going to go after Pete, I would have had the conundrum of whether or not to rig the votes so Soul Society would win over Dio's world. But 
I don't have that option now. I wasn't going to do it anyway. But yeah, it's got to be my Marine Ford. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Rifle your thoughts. Yeah, honestly, both arcs are really good. Dio's World is just for all the memes. You just gotta love the bizarreness. However, I feel like Marine Ford has a lot more uh, influence. And it hits a lot of people's emotional range uh, for some character moments. So I got to go for Marine Ford. Okay. Sounds good. That's a 5-0 victory, Marine Ford, over Dio's World. The last matchup for the Grand Line, Everlasting Contract versus Soul Society. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I have a bigger... I have seen ReZero, haven't seen Bleach, know the impact of Soul Society. Everlasting Contract is my second favorite part of ReZero. So it's like kind of weighing those two. I think just for the idea of this bracket and like my criteria, I'm going to go Soul Society, but I think it's really close. Just it, it's like really hard for this one just because of what I've seen and what I know type of thing. So I'm going to go with Soul Society. I'm going to go to Rifle this time. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, this is a hard one for me because I do like both. I think Soul Society takes a lot of the music and does great with it. But I also know with Ray Zero, one of the great character moments for uh, Subaru, uh, as well as uh, I think this involved his confession to Amelia, I believe. It did. Yeah, so we saw a little bit of Amelia, her backstory. Just this whole world just became more scratched as we saw it open up. So it's hard to compete against world building for both. Uh, I think I have to decide for Soul Society because of its impact as well as the music involved because they're just so equal in terms of world building and your likability of the characters. Gotcha. I'm going to go with Cat last. Let's go to Pat this time. Uh, yeah, Pat's going to vote for uh, Everlasting Contract, I think. Uh, like Rifle was just talking about, the world building in that. Uh you know, I, I watched ReZero and I enjoyed the first season. I thought it was uh, a fun ride. If it, I was very confused. And after the first part of season two, I was also still sitting there, like, feeling like I didn't have enough questions answered. And to be fair, at the end of this, I also <laughs> still was pretty annoyed at how many open-ended questions that were left, you know. But uh, I think that this arc answered a lot of the questions that I had had or had been building up for um for a while with ReZero and uh it sold me uh on wanting to finish the series and learn you know see see how the story ends so uh i'm gonna have to go with everlasting contract but again it's kind of hard for me to talk about soul society i hardly know anything about yeah. it um, uh, same boat i get you uh jay your thoughts uh kind of the opposite actually i'm gonna have to go with the Soul Society arc, simply because, honestly, I think, in retrospect, I like Bleach more than I thought I did. Divor if I divorce it from the filler, which Soul it simply being the Soul Society arc allows me to do. I think the Soul Society arc is probably the cleanest arc overall in Bleach. Like, it, it's pretty much all killer, no filler. There's a couple of, da like, laws, but... Honestly, they were pretty laser-focused on it, in my opinion. has cool transformations. The Bonkais are cool. Just great characters. We get introduced to, like, several of our main of like allies and a main cast member in Rinji as well. So, I'm going to have to go with the Soul Society arc. 
Right on. Okay, Kat, I'm going to get your final thoughts on this one. Boy, I'm just happy that Soul Society won with how much it did. Uh, y'all know, y'all knew what I was going to pick anyway. Uh, I love Soul Society. I love Bleach. Uh, that's really all I got to say. Cool. Sounds good. So in a four to one victory, Soul Society defeats Everlasting Contract. Moving on to our last bracket, the Dark, or sorry, the Demon World bracket. Our number one seat, the Dark Tournament, goes up against Stone Wars from Dr. Stone. Uh, this one is very easy for me. I think the Dark Tournament, while I don't think Yu Yu Hakusho is that good of a show, I think the Dark Tournament is near perfect. It is the staple for tournament arcs and not just shonen, but anime in general. It does so many things well. Just the the uh, the cast itself in the tournament is just so well represented as like a team. I love their dynamic, along with just like the people that they're also going up against. Um, Tagoro is such a great antagonist slash villain that the just the conclusion of the dark tournament with that was just so well done. Stone Wars. Hot take, maybe. Uh, I think it's kind of mid, especially in the anime. I bet the manga does it better, but I think that the anime was just so poorly paid that I couldn't really grasp the concept of how good Stone Wars might have been. But I've asked a couple people who read the manga, and from what's been adapted, they said that the Stone Wars is the best arc, so that's why it's included. Uh, It's just not an arc for me, so I'm going to go with Dark Uh, Let's go to Jay. Uh... I think I got to chime in and echo what you said about the Dark Tournament. Like, it's just the height of e- or, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, period. Like, Togoro is insane. Like, Togoro is just an incredible villain. His history with Ginkai, who also has a great amount of character development in this, is really well done. Their flashback sequences are awesome. Uh... The only thing I don't like about the Dark Tournament is that in typical Tagashi fashion, most of the characters don't really have any consequences for their actions in sure, it. Yeah. Uh, none of the deaths really matter besides for Toguro, who gets punished with 11 gorillion years in hell for killing like two people or some shit like that in Seeking Power, which they acknowledge every other character in the series does. No, I'm not salty about it anymore. Anyway, I'm picking <laughs> Dark Tournament. <laughs> well done. Uh, let's go to Cat. Cat, your thoughts. So I have... So Dark Tournament, I've seen bits and pieces of. Stone Wars, I've seen all of. Uh, Dark Tournament, like you guys said, it is the staple of... Uh, of tournament arcs and anime, which is the one thing that you can't fuck up unless you're god of high school. Yep. Um, and Stone Wars, really, really good. I, uh, I gotta go with Dark Tournament because of the impact. As much as I love Stone Wars, sounds good. Let's go to Rifle next. All right, so I watched both. I Stone Wars. I wasn't. Uh, I liked it. It was good, but compared to Dark Tournament, which I watched last summer, Dark Tournament was just great. I just loved uh, all the fighting they had, like uh, Yusuke versus uh, one of the characters, where they're just having a brawl knife death match, where they're just beating each other up. Uh, all these power ups, all that. I like the atmosphere of everything where 
yeah, maybe the main characters, uh, maybe there won't be a case of death for them, but everyone else is just like, yeah, we're just going to kill you off. We're going to splatter you against the stage. I'm just like, oh, this is, this is spicy. <laughs> uh, I do like the antagonist. Uh, his transformation is funny where he just bulks up and he's like, this is my 100% power and just flicks people everywhere. Uh, Dark Tournament is fun. I love it. I go with Dark Tournament. Okay, sounds good. Pat, do you have any thoughts on these two? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you use from like that era um, of anime that's you know, it, it's hard. It, not everyone has seen a lot from it, you know, because it's a little too, a, little, a lot older than most of the, the current shonen. You know, it's uh, from, I believe it predates the big three, right? Um, versus Stone Wars is like a modern, right? a much more modern shonen. I don't know. I, I really liked Stone Wars a lot when I watched it, but tournament is talked about so much. It's kind of kind of hard to vote again. Um, I actually. Yeah, I I don't think it was mid like like Pete did. I but I did think that uh, the arc before Stone Wars was probably better. You know, with the like the figuring out how to to play the message or 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 whatever the secrets that his father had left behind. Yep. I, I thought that that was a lot more uh, engaging for me in the in Doctor Stone. So so yeah, that's that's my uh, my take. I'm I, I would go with uh, Dark Tournament as well. Okay, sounds good. So in a five to zero victory, the Dark Tournament defeats Stone Wars. Next one's gonna be a little spicy. Um, we have the disappearance from the um, Harui Suzumiya um, show, <laughs> and uh, Natagumo Mountain, which is the mountain arc from season one of Demon Slayer. This one's spicy for me because I think like the impact that Demon Slayer had in general on like the anime community went ballistic when episode 19 dropped of season one and just set the world on fire. And then we have Disappearance, which if you don't know, the reason why we have light novel adaptations of anime is because of Harley and the success of that. And Disappearance is a just an incredible storytelling of the Harley franchise itself. It's like, so for me, it's like, do I pick the one that's like well-written, near-perfect, crafted in Disappearance, or do I take the lasting impact that Demon Slayer had on the anime overall? And I think I'm going to play a little bias here. I'm going to go with Disappearance on this one. I, I thought the movie was just so well done. I think it's a near-perfect movie. The series, the franchise itself is just kind of like Soul Society that we talked about with Bleach, where like Bleach is kind of considered whatever because of the filler, but I think most people agree on uh the soul society arc disappearance i don't think there's one person that said like disappearance was even remotely bad i just think that there's some substance in demon slayer that i can't vote for it so i'm gonna go with disappearance uh is there anybody else that has seen both jay we'll go to jay next uh yeah sorry i should probably should have said me instead of waving because you know <laughs> audio good. medium but um Honestly, I have a real soft spot for Haruhi, but episode 19 of Demon Slayer is just, that was all anybody talked about whenever it dropped. And that's just really like, when people were like, okay, this show has hands. Yep. Like, it can keep up with your Attack on Titan or, you know, your... 
what what else was playing at the time? I think Vinland Saga was playing at the time too, and people really enjoyed it. Like it made people realize that this it wasn't just like generic shonen. It was great generic shonen. <laughs> like, <laughs> so personally, I gotta go with Nagaguma Mountain just because of the impact it had. I love Haruhi, but Nagaguma Mountain episode nineteen in particular is just insane. Okay. You photo pool put their everything into that. They did. They really did. Let's go to the Pat next. Uh yeah, I I think the 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 discussion around Haruhi has always fascinated me. Like because people are like, ah, the series is fine, but then the movie is oh the endless eight, the endless eight, oh my god. You know, um so maybe I'll get to it someday. Just so you know, um, Endless Eight is not in disappearance. Oh. That is a completely different arc. So there's two arcs people like from this show. I, I mean, I, I hate <laughs> Endless Eight, but so uh, uh, Endless Eight season two essentially, and then Disappearance is what follows after. So you have to watch two seasons to enjoy Disappearance. Fuck, that's yep. a lot. Um, versus, I, I I think that this one to me though should be a no brainer. I I don't know, Nagumo Mountain kind of like broke the internet for not only. Like for like more multiple weeks too. It wasn't even just like the the day episode nineteen released. It's like a long time afterwards. People were still talking about it, and I I think that that's uh this one should be a clear clear winner for Demon Slayer on this. I mean that that moment really just helped boost its popularity, yep. especially in the West, uh significantly. And I think that that uh, it's helped anime as a whole as well yep. grow in popularity i think so yeah i think uh demon slayer for me I think, that's a good, I think that's a good point uh let's go to cat next so uh i do like demon slayer i remember coming in uh after watching the demon slayer movie and talking about how my friend started crying at the end of it uh this does not encapsulate that arc doesn't encapsulate uh not a good moment. i mean that arc is not in the movie but episode 19 is it's good it's really good but just having that episode carry uh carry Naragumo mountain and although the impact is amazing haruhi haruhi suzumiya gave us several different long ass light novel named animes which have been great and also gave us one of my favorites uh that time i got reincarnated as a slime so personally i'm gonna have to go with disappearance you got you gotta talk about just the arc though we're talking we're not talking harui as a whole we're talking disappearance as a... i haven't seen disappearance <laughs> okay so you still want to go with disappearance though yes sir okay sounds good rifle you're gonna be the deciding vote oh great you just you just love to see that I've only seen uh, Demon Slayer. Uh, I do agree. The arc itself, it's fine. Uh, Demon Slayer did influence... Uh, what is it? It influenced a lot of people to get into anime because of episode 19. Uh, but I might just say that I think uh, that's more so the episode itself and not the arc. Uh, I don't know anything about Disappearance. Uh, but based off what you've said, I how it's influenced I it's influenced a lot of light novels and whatnot. 
I'll just do disappearance. Let's go! What an upset! Maybe. I guess it's technically the fourth seed. <laughs> if you watch disappear, I know Pat shake his head. If you watch disappearance, you will love it. It is so well done. I, I'm sure I will. I just think one thing broke the internet and then the other one didn't. I, so. I, I, well, I don't blame disappearance because not breaking the internet just because of when it came out, but I think it's very widely considered just like a fantastic masterpiece of telling. And I think if it came out when Demon Slayer did, it would have a much bigger reaction. I just, obviously, Demon Slayer has what it has, so I'm not going to fault it. But I want to stress how great Disappearance is. It's incredible. Uh, next up, our uh, third and sixth seed, we have the L arc from Death Note versus Aincrad from SAO. This was kind of fun. I was thinking of either doing Aincrad or Mother's Rosario for SAO, but um, I think Aincrad is more fresh in people's heads and i think it has a I, I know a lot of people don't necessarily like mother's rosario and i think most people enjoyed Aincrad for the most part so that's kind of my reasoning behind picking Aincrad over mother rosario uh haven't seen death note i've seen the live action adaptation and i think that's a good enough uh i get the gist of it i know most people thoroughly enjoy the first half of death note i think they consider that like a masterpiece it's more of like the second half of death note that people have problems with Aincrad, I thought Aincrad was a very good arc. I think it definitely set the tone for what SAO is and why it's the franchise that it is today. It was very easy to gravitate into that that world and just have like a really good time with what SAO was. But I think I think I'm just gonna go with the public reception of the L arc from Death Note. So I'm gonna go with Death Note. Um, Pat, I'm gonna save you for last. Uh, let's go to Cat. Okay, so. We have two anime that are widely regarded as starting pretty good and then ending badly. Uh, now, here's the thing. For me, I did like Aincrad. So there's a little bit of hope for you, Pat. Uh, the, the L arc, I know a bit about. I actually have seen a bit of the Death Up movie. But uh, I can't. I can't grade uh death note upon that uh i do know that l from death note is like talked about still today like pretty regularly and Eingrad is also talked about pretty regularly uh the difference is l tends to be in more of a uh positive light while Eingrad is still mostly positive but also has that you know it was good until after episode three um but Eingrad really did start that the isekai craze which was which is kind of starting to replace fantasy you go uh, with l or Eingrad? um that's the thing uh i think i think i might have to go with Eingrad. okay sounds good uh rifle let's go to you next all right so it's been a while since I watched Death Note, so I had to look and make sure where L-Arc took place, and it was before the uh, blonde girl. So that's mainly all the cat and mouse stuff between L and Light. Uh, you had the infamous potato chip scene. Uh, a lot of fourth-level planning stuff. Uh, as I said, it's a regarded arc for a lot of people. It's highly acclaimed. Uh, Iron Credit itself, I feel... Uh, like it was said, it started Eastside trend for a bit, but I also feel like 
similar to Demon Slayer. It's something that hooked people because of the premise of video games. It's like, oh, this... Hey everyone, Pete here. We ran into some technical difficulties during the Aincrad vs. L arc, and me and Kat were able to get our votes in, however the other three got cut off. So their results, Rifle ends up voting for Aincrad, Jay ends up voting for the L arc, and Pat ends up voting for Aincrad. So in a 3-2 victory, Aincrad advances over the L arc. And then on to the 7 vs. 2 seed. The 7 seed is Battle City from Yu-Gi-Oh! versus Kyoto Arc from Roroni Kenshin. We will now join our regular scheduled programming. That are in Kenshin. You're introduced to essentially a villain who is one of the most well-liked villain in, in Shonen in terms of like from people who have seen uh, Kenshin, at least they know uh, they, they, they generally do agree that Shishio, uh, Makoto Shishio is uh, a phenomenal villain. He's uh essentially Kenshin's replacement uh the the military uh or the the shogunate replaced Kenshin with uh another assassin and then you know he feels betrayed by the military um when they try to burn him alive and discard him whatever he comes back and now he's trying to kill Kenshin who he blames uh for his downfall and stuff so uh this arc uh does a lot of things really well it takes Kenshin and uh, it shows the constant push pull of him trying to stay the the Rurouni that he is now, where he is no longer, you know, he's not. Uh, he does his vow not to kill people, his vow to use the reverse blade sword and and solve things peacefully versus uh, him turning back to his old assassin ways um, for the sake of Japan, you know, for the sake of the people by taking out Makoto. Uh, I, I don't know. This arc is just uh, mind-bogglingly good, and I think it, it it defines the show as well in terms of just every character has their moment in the arc uh, with plenty of build-up and show and shows uh, shows growth with all the characters as well. I don't know. I I can't speak highly enough about it. So uh, I enjoyed Battle City, but I don't know. I feel uh, Yu-Gi-Oh is popular because of a bridge, and not because it's Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, so I'm Damn, a hot take. I mean, it's it's like a joke of a hot take, right? Because obviously it's popular because of the card game, not because of a bridge. So there you go. Um, <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming you're voting for the Kyoto arc. Yes. All right, sounds good. Um, one thing that when I was doing my research, when I was looking up like the best arcs in anime, I was surprised. I shouldn't say surprised because it, it's just like in our, our in our inner circle, Rurouni Kenshin isn't talked about that much. But when you look up best arcs in anime, Kyoto is like mentioned a lot. And I think for that reason, I'm going to vote for it. So um, it definitely makes me want to go out and watch or read it more than I have in the past. Uh, let's go to Kat. Uh, um, I'm, I'm, I have not seen either of these. Um, and to be honest, if I'm being very truthful here, like I haven't heard too much about Kyoto and I haven't heard too much about Battle City. Um, I mean, of course, Yuga was aired like when we were kids on uh, on like Saturday morning television and Toonami or at least on Saturday morning television. Um, and Kyoto might have been aired on Toonami. It was. I think it was. It was. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they both have their impacts but to in my opinion like Kyoto had an impact of shonen and Yu-Gi-Oh had an impact of uh Pokemon-esque shows 
Uh, and personally, I I think that the impact on Pokemon esque shows was a little bit less than the impact of Shonen. So uh, I might actually have to go to the, go with the Kyoto arc also. Okay, sounds good. Rifle, your thoughts? I honestly have never seen either of these. Uh, know little about them. I try to study up on Battle City. I got a vague idea. Uh, just basically a big tournament arc. People fighting in a place called Battle City with their cards. Yep. Got Seto Kaiba being Seto Kaiba. Uh, and at the end, it's basically uh, Yuji versus Big Baddie and involving the three Egyptian god cards or whatever. Uh, I know it's not going to win, but I'll still represent Yu-Gi-Oh! Do Battle City. Okay, sounds good. And Jay, your final thoughts? Uh, I have... I've seen Battle City. It's kind of eh. Like, it's not even really my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh! arc. I have seen parts of Kinshin, but not Kyoto. But I will vote for Kyoto simply because the villain from that is what directly inspired the character of Mekumaru in Jujutsu Kaisen. So, from word of God from the uh, mangaka. So, Kyoto for me because of the Jujutsu Kaisen rip. Right on. Awesome. So, in a 4-1 to victory, the Kyoto arc defeats Battle City. Into our final uh, rounds of the Demon World bracket. Dark Tournament versus Disappearance. Uh, said before, I think Disappearance is a fantastic film. The writing in it is genius. The fact that the movie is like two and a half hours long and... I th- it felt like 15 minutes, I think, says a lot to how great the disappearance is. However, I think the impact of the Dark Tournament is just way too much. It is a staple, I think, widely considered as not only the best Shonen arc, but I think a lot of people consider it the best arc in history. I think it's just so well-crafted, and I think that's what why Dark Tournament, even now, is still talked about so much. came out in like the 90s, early 2000s. So I'm going Dark Tournament. Let's go to Rifle next. Hey, that's nice. Yeah, like you said, uh, I don't know too much about Disappearance. I do believe, like you said, it had an impact, but so did Dark Tournament. It just overshadowed it. Uh, people just still talk to it to this day. I felt like there was a lot more fun stuff. I can't really figure anything out about Disappearance, so I gotta go with Dark Tournament. Okay, sounds good. Let's go to Jay. Simply gotta go to the Dark Tournament. It's the per- most perfect tournament arc in Shonen, actually just anime history in general, I would say. Uh, Toguro is an incredible villain who did not, he didn't do anything wrong, in my opinion, for the most part, minus the soul draining stuff. <laughs> uh, but everyone makes mistakes sometimes. And yeah, honestly, he didn't deserve the 11 groin years in hell. In this essay, I will talk about... Okay, yeah, Dark Tournament. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Kat, your thoughts? <laughs> um, yeah, it's gotta be Dark Tournament. Oh, Pat. Yeah, uh, probably Dark Tournament as well. Um, I'm sure I would enjoy... I would probably enjoy Disappearance more. Because I, I think that that's more my style of show than shown in Battle Tournament. At the same time, yeah, Dark Tournament is like iconic for a reason. And uh, I don't know, a little bit of a bias for the oldies in this group for me. So I'll go with Dark Tournament. Sounds good. That's a 5-0 victory of Dark Tournament over Disappearance. Last but not least, we got Aincrad versus Kyoto. Pat, do you want to go first or last? 
I'll go last. Okay, sounds good. Uh, for me, I think Aincrad is of the SEO main storyline. I think it's my favorite arc. It really was what got me into SEO in general, even though as times changed, my distaste for the series has grown less. But I think Aincrad is a very solid arc. However, I'm going to go with Kyoto just based off of what people have said about it. It is just widely considered as one of the greatest arcs in history. On like every list I see, every I've never heard one single person talk bad about the Kyoto arc, where Aincrad maybe is not that. So, just based off of that, I'm going to go with uh, Kyoto. Let's go to Rifle next. Yeah, I, as I said, I've never haven't heard too much about Kyoto aside from this place. Uh, I'm not. It sounds like it has good quality uh, versus Aincred. However, Aincred just has that huge impact factor. It was one of the first few anime I watched that helped me get into seasonal anime and whatnot. So I just gotta go with Aincred. Okay, I li- I like that. I like that reasoning. Let's go over to let's go cat. So Aincred versus Kyoto. Uh, Kyoto, like I said, being more of a for me it's going to come down to the impacts basically uh Aincrad having the impact of isekai the whole isekai craze after Aincrad was huge we got so many uh anime from Aincrad huh we're still living in it i know um it's calmed down slightly but not not too much um, cause the amount of of Isekai we have to deal with today, uh, and Kyoto just pretty good, like the impact of pretty good shonen coming out. Um, honestly, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna have to go with Aincrad because, like, unless I am completely wrong, I think uh, Aincrad had a larger impact on uh on anime as a whole and maybe it's just because uh Aincrad's impact is still going on i i think you're right especially in the uh jay let's go to you as much as i would prefer to give it to kyoto for quality reasons i feel like the isekai craze is simply too large to ignore so regrettably i must give it to Aincrad. okay pat I, I was hoping you'd come down to you as a final vote but i would like to hear your thoughts on these uh, yeah so um you know i i'm so just torn because i've got a uh, got like two, two of my favorite uh sets of characters wh- whether it's with kenshin uh great podcast content that i'm showing these figures by the way oh. um and uh of course essay as well it's uh it's very difficult uh for me here a lot of uh but i think what what people have pointed out is that the impact of SAO, especially today, is felt more than Kyoto is, uh, simply because of the, um, you know, the the fact that we're still seeing the impact of the isekai. Although, I I did not know that Jay that the author uh, the author actually credited um, like uh, Shishio for that character in Jujutsu Kaisen. That's that's very funny to 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 learn that. Um, I know I think the Kyoto arc is probably better 
in terms of storytelling than Aincrad was. Uh, but I think the impact Aincrad had is probably higher. But I'm still going to go with Kyoto because, you know, f- favorite anime, kind of hard not to look for it. So, all right. So, so a, yeah, a, a 3 2 victory for Aincrad over Kyoto. And that is going to wrap up our brackets. We'll go through uh, a review or like um, what we're going to be seeing for the next episode. But if you made it this far and you want to support us, like, comment, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want visual content, we are on YouTube. If you don't want to see our faces, we have audio content everywhere. Podcasts are found. To recap the Hidden Leaf bracket for the next episode, we're going to have the War Arc versus Vinland Saga going up against Promise Day from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, Pallet Town bracket, we have Chimera Ant going up against Cell Saga. Marine Ford versus Soul Society in the Grand Line bracket. And last but not least, the Dark Tournament going up against Aincrad in the Demon World bracket. So we got, I think we're going to have some pretty interesting discussions. Next episode is going to be a little bit more in-depth on these um, matchups, and we will crown a winner for our best arc in anime i want to say thank you to the co-host a cat jay pat and rifle for joining me hopefully they can join me on the next episode as well but i also want to thank you for listening this far and thank you so much and have a wonderful day thank you peace peace